Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Side Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself, brother? Doing good, man. Can't complain. We're taping this on Tuesday, December 5th. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast, also on TikTok too, out of Free False Pod. Go ahead, follow, rate, download, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support for your boys on the program. Follow Graham Matthews on Twitter at Russell Rent. Find myself on Twitter and IG, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. So, Graham, uh, we're just a month, uh, not a month, um, a week removed from CM Punk uh, coming back to the company. He, he appeared on Raw. Randy Orton came back. And we've been seeing a whole bunch of stuff on social media about what the plans are. WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Raw, SmackDown. Um, but we are officially getting Randy Orton on, on SmackDown. He made that choice back on Friday, again, on SmackDown, uh, which which kind of leads to, you know, the possibility of, of getting Orton and Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble at the earliest. I think that's a sign uh, to look out for. Uh, this coming Monday, Punk will be on Raw and more likely to, you know, will be signing a contract for Monday Night Raw, which means signs point to him and Seth going towards um, at, at WrestleMania. What happens prior to that, like Royal Rumble-ish time, we just don't know. But um, I think that was the way to go to have Orton on SmackDown and Punk on Raw, right, from now on? I think so. I mean, I don't know if Punk will be on every week the same way Orton would be. We still don't know what Punk's deal is. Is it a part-time deal? That's been the rumor. Will he be on every week? I mean, it's possible he could be on every week just in general and not through the Rumble or Mania or whatever because he wasn't on Raw this week. Um, But part of the reason behind that might have been because he's on Raw the following week and he's on SmackDown this coming week. So being on SmackDown this coming week might substitute him for being on Raw. You don't want him on both shows every week, obviously. Um, and they kind of teased last night on Raw, Punk coming to Raw next week to sign a big contract with Adam Pierce. So I think that makes sense. I think Punk being a Raw guy makes sense to have him feud with Rollins, save him and Roman for down the road. Punk could go to SmackDown, you know, the draft next year. Uh, there's a lot of different ways they can go with this. But yeah, I think Orton being on SmackDown, Punk going to Raw and kind of separating them that way. It's, I think it balances out for both brands. And even during the week, uh, we, we you know we kept seeing like people give their analysis of like the punk promo, and you know people expected him to go scorch earth on AEW right 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 from day one, and uh, Tony Khan or the, the wrestlers, and and then some felt like it was it was cool, it was conservative, it, it was just like basic. I, I think we mentioned it was it was basic, but you know I didn't we didn't really expect him to go crazy. Um, on the first promo, and then you see now come him coming on Raw uh, next next Monday. You see um, Adam Pierce and um, Seth talking backstage and talk about he's going to offer him a contract. So just the the, the, the little seeds being planted for uh, a potential Punk and, and and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. My question is this because you know we we put out the Russo uh, clip of um. Which is a very great show. If you haven't checked it out, go ahead, go ahead and check it out. I appreciate everybody who's been offering uh, the comments on social media, whether you like it or, or don't. Um, valid points were made, but I think the bottom line is the the, the 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 comments have been like, you know, it's like, what do you do? Everybody talk about Cody becoming champion, and, and I get it, and that's what you everybody's been wanting for um, about a year now, all, over a year now, and it's like, all right, once you get to that point. Once once you get what you want, um, 
it's what do you do after that? What, what do you do? What do you do with Cody? You know, going forward uh, for the for the for, for the remaining six months, if he's champion, what do you do with Roman Reigns until SummerSlam? What do you do with Orton? What do you do with Punk? So it's like those are pretty much the main valid questions that we've been getting as far as the comments, and I, I agree with that. So let's start with this: you you put the belt on Cody at WrestleMania. Everybody gets Graham. You get what you want. Cody's a fucking champion. Now, what do you do? Do you keep him babyface? Do you start tweaking him a little bit to become a, 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 a heel eventually? I think that will happen. Not saying right away. I think he he, he could be a heel. Um, start with Cody. How would you how would you book Cody going forward after Mania if he becomes world champion? I mean, I think you book him the same way you book any babyface champion is by building up some credible heel challengers. And I think the thing with that <clears throat> is that you need to start doing that now. I think the work starts now because you need people ready for him to face coming out of WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, I know the question will always be, where do you go with it from here? Which, I mean, I ask a lot with a lot of things, but I mean, you can't not give people what they want. I mean, if you don't put the belt on Cody, then it, the question remains, who do you put the belt on? You can't keep the belt on Roman forever. It's been long. It's been far fucking long enough. We need a full-time champion on the show. I know Roman is the guy. I get it. Cody's that guy to beat him. Uh, from there, as far as who you have him faced, there's not a lot of strong heel superstars right now in WWE. There's a lot of great baby faces, and I think we talked about that last week. You have Orton, Punk, Cody, Rollins, I don't like his character work, but he's obviously very popular, and Rollins is great. Yeah. Jay Uso, Sami Zayn. They're doing a great job with Drew McIntyre right now. Now, assuming he resigns, it sounds like he might not resign, not go to AEW necessarily, but just take time off for a little while. Um, you need to make sure that doesn't happen. You need to lock him down to a full-time deal and make sure he stays because he's a possible opponent for Cody Rhodes. We haven't seen Cody and Drew. Uh, maybe one-on-one -on -one in WWE like, 12 years ago, but like not in a full-time program and not since Cody's been back. So I feel like Cody and Drew is one way to go. That to me would make the most sense as a program. There's that. Um, you know, him and Judgment Day has obviously been done, been done to death. If he goes to SmackDown, a rematch with Roman is possible. Don't really need to see that necessarily coming out of WrestleMania. Um, Solo Sokoa, maybe. I'm trying. Gunter is another guy if he's done to the Intercontinental Championship. I think Gunter is the guy to ultimately beat him for the title. Mm -hmm. If not Punk or Rollins or whoever um but that's an option you know i don't know what theory or waller i think it's a little too soon for that but the real work starts now in terms of building up some credible challengers for him to work with coming out of wrestlemania so um hopefully they can do that between now and then so even before we got on the air we we, we mentioned that um you know real quick that if, if what he do with roman once he drops the belt if it is Cody at WrestleMania, like do you give do you give this man who was champion for three years like a, a, a crazy vacation? You listen, man, come back in come back in August, bro. You you you've done a lot. You've been on TV. You've been world champion for so long. Uh, you you, you might have broken Hogan's record by this time. I, I I still don't know when Hogan's record would be broken, whether it's na uh, Mania or post Mania. Um, but I think, Grant, I think the one thing I would like to talk about is, and I, this is what I got in the comments, again, what do you do with Roman? But I'm like, Punk is back. The bloodline is still there. Do you do you kind of like have Paul Heyman turn on Roman Reigns? Is there disintegration within, within the bloodline? Does Solo and Roman go at it one-on-one? -on -one? Do you now tweak 
Roman to become a good guy and then maybe have Punk become the bad guy. Just pull him and go to CM Punk. But then at the bottom line is, Graham, they got a lot of options on the on, on the table. And it's like now you you got to pick the pick the the right smart decision. So do you see Roman being a being a good guy post uh, this uh, WrestleMania run? Immediately, no, 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 no. and I, w- I, yeah, I wouldn't do that right away anyway, just because, like I said, they have so many top baby faces as it is, and they need more heels, and and Roman does count because Roman's the guy, but he's also not full time, so That's to turn him, mm-hmm. you need to turn mm-hmm. someone else baby face, or uh, yeah, you would need to turn, I'm not baby face, you would need to turn a heel or baby face heel rather. Whether that be, and he's super hot right now. I don't know about after WrestleMania. We'll see someone like an Orton or an LA Knight, for example. They're super over now. You would probably have to turn them to kind of combat. Even without Roman Reigns turning babyface, you would need to turn them for Cody to work with. For Roman, I think long-term they want to make him babyface. That was the rumor a while ago that they wanted to head in that direction. Ultimately, in terms of making Roman like the probably, I mean, this was always the idea amongst fans where if you turn him heel first, this was the idea like five, six, seven, eight years ago, where if you have him go heel first, then he could work well as the baby face they wanted him to be 10 years ago. And I think that's the direction they're going. Now, he won't be the full-time face of WWE because he hasn't been since WrestleMania 39 or 38 or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but he can be a big baby face. So right away, no, in terms of what you do with him. I mean, we talked about it off the air, but I think Punk, Punk is the guy to go with, like you mentioned. Uh, can you turn Punk heel? Sure. I think working with the dynamic they have now is perfectly fine. Maybe you could do a double turn out of it. I, I don't. I wouldn't put Heyman. I mean, I guess if you did a double turn, Heyman's not going to stay with Roman. And I'm not yeah. even saying they should do a double turn, but there's a, that's a direction you could go in. Um, so that's that's one thing they can do. I, I think Roman will work as a babyface in the long run. I just wouldn't do it anytime soon. But yeah, I think that's a match that makes sense for SummerSlam next year is Punk and Roman. Um, you know. No championship even really needed. I just feel like that sells itself on paper. So that means that no champion, Punk or Roman at SummerSlam, Punk would either have to lose the match at Mania or maybe win the match but lose the belt in between that or Priest cashes in within that time frame. Let's, let's, say, let's say Punk is not champion and Roman is not champion at SummerSlam. You had that match. Do we even know where SummerSlam is at next year? No, but there was a rumor a few months ago that it might be in Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Yeah. I know they're going to be in Berlin and France, (laughs) and they're going to fucking Cincinnati, but that was the rumor. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So let's say Cincinnati is um, Roman and Punk. And and again, for for the old school fan that that would remember it, remember that there was a time where Brock and Big Show fought at what was it? The uh, Survivor Series 02 in the Garden. Oh, yeah. yep. And then Paul was behind Brock. And all of a sudden, boom, he turned on Brock for Big Show. Long story short. But he turned on Brock. And, and nobody nobody saw that coming. I could see a situation where it's Roman and Punk. Punk's a good guy. Roman's still the, still the heel. Maybe a little tweener by SummerSlam. Fans are starting to you know make the move. And then somehow Paul turns on Roman to go back with Punk. And it's like, oh, shit, now you have, like, I'm trying to see this Roman this Roman with the crowd cheering them. Half already do. Half already do. I'm talking about full-fledged cheering for this guy after being champion for three years. Everybody bitching, complaining, you know, get the belt off of him. And now you could do that with Punk. And I think Punk Punk gets in his bag more as a bad guy. 
That's just me. So I yeah. would see that. Could that be potential? Like you talk about six months after or three, four months after WrestleMania, I could see that. I, I could see that plan potentially happening. Yeah, listen, I mean, it could happen in any different number of circumstances. Like you mentioned, Punk could win the championship in Mania. He could lose a title match in Mania. The match might not even be for a championship. Anything can change between now and Mania. A lot of things can change between now and SummerSlam. I would do the program first with Roman as a heel and Punk as a babyface for the sole reason that there's so much material as it is with the current dynamics, especially going off of the shit they've said about each other in the past. I don't think Punk has really had a lot of negative things to say about Roman Reigns in recent years. If anything, he's actually praised the guy in the work that he's done, saying he's been one of the best parts of the product from what he's seen in the last couple of years. Roman's kind of the one that has been more so saying, I don't fucking like the guy, and also he's not a needle mover. Punk can come in and say, listen, you can't say he moved the needle over in AEW, but you know, I, I moved the needle upon coming back to the company. I sold more merch than you. I brought in the most social numbers of all time, whatever the fuck that means. I mean, you can go off of that and then from there, pull a Survivor Series 02, like you mentioned, with Paul Heyman joining Punk again. I mean, again, Punk doesn't need Paul Heyman, but neither does Roman Reigns. Punk didn't need Paul Heyman the first time, and that was a magical pairing. Roman didn't really need Paul when he first turned heel, or even soon after, and they're still together now, but it's a pairing that works. It's a perfect pairing. But Heyman can't really be with someone that's a babyface. I mean, he was with Brock when he was a babyface for a little bit a few years ago, but that was about it. Um, I think he's just a much better heel manager. So, uh, yeah, I, would, I think that's a perfect SummerSlam attraction. Not that it needs to happen, but based on the current landscape, like even two or three months ago, CM Punk was still in AEW. We had no inclination of that he would be right. over in WWE this soon. So, like I said, anything can happen. Anyone can come over. Anyone can leave. But as of right now, that's the match I would book for SummerSlam for sure. You know, and, and speaking of Mania and a, a twist and turn, you, you you read that hey, you know, potential, uh, you know, could was talked about Punk and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'd have fucking left like. Yeah, I got Punk and Seth. I got this going on. I got that going. Now you want to bring up Punk and Stone Cold was disgusted and brought up. And I don't, I'm like, all right. Could I see that happening? I don't think at this mania, right? I, and then when you go back and see the, the, the interactions they've had back in the day, and it's like, okay, cool. But now we're talking about Stone Cold is like mid 50s, probably a little past that. You know, we did have the match with Kevin Owens, I think, two years ago at, at WrestleMania. Punk is in, is in mid-40s. Could a potential pro, uh, program happen? Like, how would, it, how would it look? How would it work? On paper, yeah. Oh, wow. Punk and Stone Cold, probably like 10 to 15 years too late. But I, I, I always ask you, Graham, like, you know, this is what the, the fans want. But is this, is this what you want? Do you ever want to see Punk and Stone Cold go at it one-on-one? I do. I mean, listen, I think... It's a dream match. They don't yeah. have many dream matches left. They throw that term around a lot. Fans throw that term around a lot. Oh, there's a dream match. There's really no many dream matches left. Yeah. Um, unless you're doing cross-promotional stuff, which isn't going to happen with WWE. Honestly, I feel like the last real dream match they did was honestly maybe Cena and Rock 10 years ago. I mean, there, there's obviously been other mm-hmm. ones that we never thought we would see, like Cena and Styles. That's a dream match, actually. That's not That's not true. Cena and Styles was a dream match. Um there really hasn't been any other ones, and those have lived up to the billing. Rock and Cena, the first one I thought was great, and then um, Cena and Styles, all three matches were amazing. I, I do think Rock and um, sorry Austin and Punk would be a dream match, and I do feel like it's possible. 
And I do feel like, yeah, it would have been better 10 years ago. From what I saw from Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 38, I mean, not that the guy can go in there and have a 30-minute classic. It shouldn't be anything like that. Yeah. that was It was a match, that match with Owens, but it was more of a brawl. It was more of a spectacle. But mm. I think if he were to come back, and he has said yeah. this, it would be for a match. And I do think if anyone can get him through that match, it would be Punk. Now, listen, I know Punk is not the same guy that he was 10 years ago. Punk also had two very serious injuries in 2022 in AEW. We can get hurt again in the next couple months. We have no idea. He's older. He's more fragile. It is what it is. But um, I, I feel like even less, it's not even really about the match, dude. It's not about the match. Cena and Rock wasn't about the match. It was about the hype, the buildup, the buzz, the mm. promos. With Cena and Rock were great. I feel like Punk and Austin, if you take the leash off and just let them loose. I feel like they can really go in there and have a great program heading into WrestleMania. I, I feel like it's absolutely a possibility because Steve, I think was supposed to work or wanted to work mania this year, but he was filming his show for USA network or the A and E network or whatever it was. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do anything. He wasn't in the rumble. He wasn't at mania. He wasn't at, even at the raw 30 show. Uh, people should not count out that possibility. Now, do I have to do, do I think it's going to happen? Would I put money on it? No, I don't, but mm. and I, and I wouldn't, but I do think it's a match that's worth considering. And I honestly think this year would be the year to do it because in 2025 at WrestleMania 41, Punk and Austin will both be a year older and Punk, we don't even know what's going to go on with him. Will he get himself in hot water by then? Will he be hurt? Austin's going to be closer to 60 at that point. Just do it now. Do it at Mania. Wow. Get it over with. You know, I know the Punk and Rollins match writes itself. I would do it at WrestleMania 40. With it being a landmark anniversary Mania, I think it's a perfect match to do for that show. Bro, you, you just said Stone Cold is close to 60 years old, man. <laughs> he doesn't look a day over 45. Nah, he don't. He don't I mean, look. It looks at, the same. He don't look it, but someone like me who seen Stone Cold in, in, in his prime and attitude era and all that. You mean, and you fast forward like 25 plus years, just like that. Boom. And like, what the, where the fuck did time go? Like Stone Cold is 60 and like, like, wow, bro. And like, Still, like you say, he don't look sixty, and yeah. we're still clamoring for a fifty-five plus year old man to get one more match because that's the last dream match on the bucket list for Stone Cold. And I think if if he was to ever get Punk, I think that is it. I, there's nobody else I want Stone Cold to be in the ring with. It's not Hunt, I agree. not The Rock, it's not Undertaker, it's 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 nobody left on the roster right now aside from a Roman Reigns. I could say, you know what? I need Stone Cold back because even a Roman match doesn't do it for me, honestly. It just doesn't. I just feel like even Roman no. and Austin would have been, it's an attraction. But listen, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that would be great, but just Punk and Austin just feels like the match to do. And whoever yeah. thought it would happen, again, I just it just given the circumstances, no one thought Punk would be back in the company. No one thought Steve Austin would be wrestling again. And he wrestled mm-hmm. two years ago and Punk's back in WWE. So. I would do the match. Not even like Austin and Cena. Like, not that I don't want to say no one cares, but like a match like that, again, it sells itself. But like the promos with Punk would be better. The match with Punk would probably be better because Punk is more full time than Cena has been. And Cena's last couple of matches just haven't been that great. Yeah. Um, I think Punk and Austin would not be a bad match, and the promos could be amazing. They have the potential to be amazing, I think. So I think it's worth doing. I did see this flown around social media. I think from the Fox uh, account. I think it was – I don't think they asked a question unless I'm bugging. Paul Heyman with Brock, Paul Heyman oh, with CM Punk, yeah. and Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns. Or other. Or other. 
That's right. The, the, your big shows and whoever you guys want to fucking count. Curtis Axel, yeah. sure. Curtis Axel, Dangerous Alliance. Um, what has been your favorite um, tandem? Paul Heyman pairing? Paul yeah. with Punk, Paul with Brock, or Paul with um, Reigns? Um, or like if you had to rank them, how would you how would you rank them? So if I had to rank them, I feel like that's a different answer than my favorite. Because I feel like the best would have to be Brock and Heyman. It has to be. I mean, they just go together like bread and butter. Now, do I want them together now? No, but it's, should they reunite again? I mean, they reunited very briefly in early 2022 during the Roman feud. So I guess mm-hmm. if we don't ever get it again, it's fine. Although I do think Heyman at some point will induct Brock into the Hall of Fame and maybe vice versa. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I would probably put Brock and Heyman first. Then Roman and, and Punk. I'm sorry, Roman and Heyman. And then Punk and Heyman. Punk and Heyman was amazing. But it was very short-lived. We've gotten a lot more time with Heyman and Roman. And it's just been perfect for... It's really completed the Roman heel act. It's been over three years. Many years in the making. And also the storytelling they've done along the way with Brock. I thought that whole thing from SummerSlam 2021 through WrestleMania with him teasing tension. Is he with Brock? Is he with Roman? He fires him, but not really. He rejoins. I thought that whole thing was great. Yeah. Um, I, I never wanted to see Roman and Brock again in my life. And that Mania match was kind of a disappointment. But the entire feud, I thought, was probably one of the best things Brock has done in the company in the last 10 years. And Roman, too. Um, and Heyman was a big part of that. So, yeah, Punk and Heyman was amazing, too. I fucking love those guys together. But they were only together from September of 2012 through, like, June or July of 2013. It was not very long at all. Um the only guy that really needed Heyman out of the three was Brock, especially early on. He does not need Brock now. My favorite, honestly, is probably Heyman and Roman. I just feel like the act is so fucking great. And maybe I'm just, it's a recency bias because also Brock has not needed Heyman in years. Because even towards the end, he did not need Heyman in like 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, 2021, Brock through present day Brock. Cowboy Brock's incredible. He does not need Heyman again. Uh, my favorite would probably be the Roman pairing, but Brock and Heyman is just so classic. I got to put that in number one. It's funny you mentioned um, that Punk and 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 and, and Heyman um, is. So last week I saw um, busted open. I think they had uh, Mick Foley on, and, and th- th- this would tie into Punk and 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 uh, Heyman. Is that um, again Punk coming back? I, I think the fact that there's a, there's a lot of things he wants to check off. I think he wants to check off having a WrestleMania main event, um, maybe becoming champion, uh, maybe a, a Rumble winner. I don't know. Um, but he, what Mick said was the fact that when it came to WrestleMania 29, when I, I, I would say Punk should have been in the main event of 29. But I know that there's Cena in the Rock Part 2. Could have been a triple threat match. I, I would have taken that. Would have could have been punk and, and seen it by itself yes but it's the rock so you know the you know rock triumphs a, lo- a, a lot of shit and a lot of people um but he said that punk was you know felt disappointed about not being the main event and, and couldn't get up for a match with um with taker and like mick was telling him like yo you and taker in the main you and taker on the card is like the main event, it's just not the mm-hmm. fucking match. And Graham, I could tell you right now, what other match do you feel like was better than than Punk and Taker from twenty? I can't even remember four matches aside from Hunter Brock, Rock and, and Cena. 
Punk and Taker and maybe some Dolph Ziggler shit tag team in the beginning. I can't tell you what always happened at 29. But that kind of tells you Punk and Taker kind of stole the show. That was it was we've seen matches in the middle of the card become the main event and not the fucking last match. I seen Hogan and Rock being in the middle at, at 18, main event. We've seen obviously Savage Steamboat at WrestleMania 3 is pretty much the main main attraction that people that people go 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 to still. Um we've seen Shawn Michaels and Jericho at 19. There's so many matches that go in the middle of the card that steal the show, but not be the last match. So him trying to get up for Undertaker at 29, kind of show you where he was at mentally. Like, damn, I'm, this is, I want this to be the main event. But they they put on the promos and the Paul Bearer stuff, and it was just like the best work you've seen out of those two. Like you said, they were together for a very short period of time. But in that short period of time, they, listen, like, that match with, with Taker in the build was like, I remember that more than Rock and Cena and fucking Hunter and Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, that mania was fucking terrible, dude. I mean, that was one of the few manias I've been a fan for, especially, where the build-up sucked to the whole show. I mean, I'm oh, like, yeah, just, yeah. this card doesn't seem interesting. I mean, another match you forgot to mention, which I don't blame you because who could remember? The World Heavyweight title match on that show was Alberto Del Rio defending against Jack fucking Swagger. Like, that's how bad that WrestleMania was. Really? Wow. Yeah, and it wasn't even, like, a bad match, but, like, in 2023, who gives a fuck? Like, even at that point, no one gave a fuck, but especially in 2023 in retrospect. But anyway, um, yeah, that that scene, uh, that that Punk and Taker match was amazing. The feud was great, too. That was a really, really good feud. That was definitely Mm. the best work that Taker has done in the last 15 years um, up until the Styles stuff. The Styles feud kind of got kiboshed by COVID and they had a good feud and the match was great. Uh, the cinematic match at Mania 36 yeah, uh, during the pandemic. So yeah. Um, yeah. That punk stuff was, was great. That was such a great match. And I remember punk talking about it on that podcast with Cole Cabana after the fact and just how he knew he was going to go in there and have a great match, but he didn't give a fuck about really wrestling taker just because he knew he was losing, which doesn't really matter, but more so that um, it wasn't the main event. And the the checks reflect that. If you're not in the main event, like he was, I don't know, they were maybe third or fifth on the card. They were not near the main event. Uh, Triple uh-huh. H and Brock were higher up. They probably went on after Del Rio and Swagger. They were somewhere in the middle, I think. But it was the best match in the show by a wide margin. And Punk just didn't care. And it also is interesting in retrospect, like what if they had him break the streak? Would he have stayed? Probably not. I don't know. Who knows Dang. in retrospect, instead of Brock the following year, which he didn't really need it. But honestly, the match that year should have been, I don't give a fuck about Rock Cena too. It should have been Rock Cena and Punk in a triple threat for the championship. Punk walking into Mania, I think that would have marked his 500th day as champion at WrestleMania itself. And they wow. took the belt off of him before that. And he doesn't even have to win. He's mentioned that. Like if it was like an elimination match, just have him go out first or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't sell as many tickets as Rock and Cena too. So. Yeah. I get it, but that really should have been the match, and that would have been a far better match, too. Just to refresh your memory, Graham, WrestleMania 29, uh, The Miz defeated Wade Barrett. That's on the pre-show. Uh, yep. the, the Shield, they were on it. They, they beat Big Show, Orton, and Sheamus. Um, Mark Henry defeated Ryback. Team Hell No defeated Big E and Dolph Ziggler. That's why I mentioned Dolph Ziggler. Uh, yeah, he was that team, being, being on, on ringside. Fandango defeated Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Del Rio defeated Jack Swagger. Tegger beat Punk. Triple H beat Brock. 
And yeah. Cena beat The Rock. That was WrestleMania 29 in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Match was, that show was terrible. <laughs> they had no women's matches. They they bumped, not that it would have made a difference, but they had like a six-person pack, uh, six person tag match with like Cody Rhodes and like the Total Divas crew, and they got cut from the show mm-hmm. like that day because of time yeah. constraints. And so they had no women's matches on the show. Um, yeah, <sighs> Mania was an all-time Bad. But you I, know it's what, not man? the worst, but it's they, up there. As you know the what? They they made up for it at thirty. They definitely made up for it at thirty. Oh yes, they did in thirty-one too. I thought that's they, probably yes. the best back-to-back mania of all time. I think one of them. I mean, it's up there for me. It, Seventeen and eighteen are great too. Ooh. I don't think eighteen is an all-time mania though. I think thirty and thirty-one are personally. Thirty-eight and thirty-nine this past couple of years were fantastic. Um, that might be another one. But I mean, find I'm me thinking. two more manias that were better than those. Thirty and thirty-one, yes. Um, I mean, do you regard thirty-eight and thirty-nine? I know that that's 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 more that's the two. I do personally, right? yeah. I think thirty-eight and thirty-nine are up there. Thirty-eight was one of the best they've done, and then thirty-nine was somehow better. Night two kind of took a turn for the worse, but yeah, um, they had a lot of great matches though. So I don't know. Yeah. I think thirty-eight and thirty-nine give thirty and thirty-one a run for its money. But beyond those, I mean, I'm, I I wouldn't even put seventeen and eighteen up there. I don't really look at eighteen as one of the best ones at all. Mm-hmm. I think nineteen's better than eighteen. I think fucking yeah, yeah, twenty yeah, yeah, might yeah. be better than eighteen personally. Yeah, I know 17. eighteen had rock and you know I don't know eighteen's a good show, but it's not as good as nineteen or even twenty or twenty one. I think personally, I mean twenty and twenty one could be solid. I'm not saying oh yeah twenty one yeah. is great. I think twenty twenty not as solid. Good. Yeah, has some solid matches. Um, yeah. before be, before I move off from from, from Heyman, I, I I think the one like damn like one time. Can you give me one time a fucking six man tag where you have Paul Hamish guys, Brock, Punk, and, and Roman against somebody? I don't give a fuck who they fight. If you give me that, they probably all have to be good guys. I mean, do you think do you think we would ever see Punk, Roman, and Brock a one team for one night only? Not a chance. Damn it. Brock has not worked a single tag match in the entire time he's been back in the company. I don't think. Do you in the miss last Brock? Twelve do you, years. Do you miss Brock right now, or you you kind of like? No, you know? no. So listen, I was thinking about this while, while we were talking about Brock. This kind of came across my mind. I think the way they've used Brock in the past year has been great because if you don't have a plan for him, don't bring him back. I know mm-hmm. they like they used to like to bring him back for like the Saudi shows or like yeah. this big show. Let's bring him back for Survivor Series. If you don't have a fucking plan or a feud or a match that makes sense, then don't fucking do it. I didn't even like the fact they did him and Omasa WrestleMania. I thought that was such a waste. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fine for what it was. It wasn't a bad match. But, like, who ge- who gives a fuck? I mean, I guess it's better than Brock not being on the show at all. But I just, in retrospect, it's like, what was even the point? It was just to get Brock on the show because Omasa isn't even on the show anymore. Like, he's not fired. He still works there. They haven't used Omasa yeah, at all. Wow. Not saying they really should have or need to. But with Brock, you know, I, I don't think... If they don't have a plan for him, don't bring him back. If you want to put him in the Rumble to set up a Mania match, then sure. Yeah. Honestly, if you don't have a Mania match that makes sense for him, don't bring him back. Like, he wasn't even at WrestleMania 37. He didn't come back until WrestleMania uh, SummerSlam 2021. He missed WrestleMania 37. A lot of people missed WrestleMania 37. It was still a great show um, because there was no match that made sense for him at that point. And I'm glad that he came back 
you know, refresh. There's the Cowboy Brock. Cowboy Brock's amazing. And I was even enjoying the Cody Rhodes stuff, too. The feud was kind of a little long in the tooth, but that last match at SummerSlam, I thought was great. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't bring back Brock unless they have a plan for him, which what that plan would be, I'm not really sure. Maybe him and Gunther. I think we've discussed this, but him and Gunther or... Fuck, man, I don't really know. There's not a lot of opponent. I mean, Punk, again, would be amazing, but that would have to make sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, like I, I like said, that. I like Gunther because if you look at it, I thought about it early in the week. A lot of a lot of former heavyweight champions, you know, like like a John Cena. He's been world champion, U.S. champion, tag champion, da, 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 da. never been intercontinental champion. Brock has done damn near everything except Intercontinental Champion, if I'm not mistaken. Not, I'm not saying Brock's going to be Gunther at, at, at Mania, but I think Gunther and Brock could be uh, a fucking hell of a match if they book it that way. Now, do you do you have Brock beat him? I don't think Brock needs the Intercontinental Championship at, at this point in, in, in his career, but that could be... Like you said, if you're going to bring him back, it has, it has to make sense. We're cool now. You got a lot of things going on. You, you, you don't really need Brock right now. No, you don't need Brock. But you can add him for the spice for WrestleMania season, of course. But if it's him and Gunther, uh, I, I I wouldn't mind that. I think Gunther would still win that match. Uh, before I forget, I, I, I know that, um, with Paul Heyman, real quick, the one regret I have is that I know she's not there no more. The one person I would have wanted Paul Heyman to work with is Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey would have benefited greatly, immensely with I agree. Paul Heyman behind him because he's always worked. He's always worked with the guys respectfully. I agree. Yeah. Is, uh, if you added a female component to this new Paul Heyman, dangerous, whatever, Ronda Rousey and Paul Heyman would have been money because Ronda would have been heel. Paul is 95% heel. And those two together – is so, she's someone that needed needed the mouthpiece more than a punk and Roman, and maybe e- even more than Brock. Like Brock can talk some shit real quick and be done. Ronda was like, "Yo, she was okay in the phone. She had Paul Heyman beside her. Maybe one day she comes back, and then they do it." But that was the one thing I was looking for, and we never got. Yeah, man, her promos were so hit or miss, and I don't even not like Ronda uh, as a performer. I actually, I thought she had a great run that first time around. That second yes. run, I don't know yes. what the fuck happened. I mean, that booking. I mean, it's not even it's not even entirely her issue. I mean, her matches just were not that great this past run. She really did not have many great matches, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. So it does kind of fall on her too. But the booking was fucking awful. Like, they had her lose at Mania only to win the title a month later at Backlash. Like, why, dude? Just give her the belt at Mania. Who cares? Uh-huh. Like, no one cared at that point. She did not work really as a babyface. She was over for, like, the first month, and then she opened her mouth, and then people were like, wow, she just can't talk. Um, And then she turned heel, and that whole thing was fucked up. They put her with Shane. It's like, wow, this this could be great. It didn't click. It didn't click, and she also didn't really have a lot of compelling challengers. That match with Shotzi at Survivor Series last year sucked. The match sucked. And then she disappeared, and then she got hurt, and then she came back, and they won the tag titles for a month. It was like, dude, like, it was just bad. Um, I don't even really care to see her in AEW or Ring of Honor at this point. I know she popped up in ROH a month or, so, or a couple weeks ago. I don't care about that. I really I think Ronda's just... They tried with her twice now. WWE, could she work elsewhere? Yeah, like could she literally work elsewhere? Yeah, would it, would she get over elsewhere? Maybe. I, I don't really, I don't really care about the Ronda thing anymore. Um, but I think they had a chance there to put her with Paul Heyman. Like you said, I think she would have been the perfect Paul Heyman girl. No one else remotely makes sense, and they 
drop the ball. Either I don't know if he didn't want to do it or they just didn't want to go in that direction because he was busy doing other shit. I don't know what the case ended up being, um, but they missed their boats probably the first time around. Like Heyman talking shit with Becky Lynch would have been great. Um, but definitely the second time around, they could have tried it and they just they didn't. Yeah. So, and then they missed the boat. <laughs> uh, last one before I let you go, Graham. Uh, I, I saw it, I think it was yesterday. Um, Okada is going to be a free agent. And everybody was like doing their fucking dream match scenario and and stuff like that. And I get it. And it's like, oh, because, you know, everything is Rumble season. Everything is WrestleMania season. Will he go to AEW? Would he be in the Rumble? Would he be against this guy? So I know you've probably seen more of Okada than, 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 than I have, respectfully. But um, free agent, where do you where where do you see him going? Where do you think is the best fit for him right now? So I don't follow New Japan regularly. I only really tune into the I, I follow what's going on like through social media. I only really watch Wrestle Kingdom every year, and that's about it. As someone who has seen enough of Okada, and I watch all of his AW stuff whenever he pops up. I would like to see him go to one of the major companies. I, I'm not saying, I mean, his livelihood is on the line here, obviously. So like he lives in Japan. He would have to actually, he wouldn't really have to move if he goes to AEW. He would, if he was in WWE, he would have to move to the States. From what I understand, he's married. He's got a kid. I, I don't think he's leaving Japan. I, I don't even think he's leaving new Japan, the company. Okay. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. Cause I feel like that's his home. They treat him well there. It sounds like according to that sports illustrated article, he would be, up for the idea of, you know, entertaining the possibility, I think were the exact words, of challenging himself in another company. To me, WWE would be the better fit. Now, I don't think he's moving to the States. I don't think he wants to, so it's kind of out of the question. I I just don't think it's going to happen. Would I like to see it? Yeah. And the only reason is this. In AEW, they just already have so many fucking people they don't know what to do with. Will Ospreay is one thing, because Will Ospreay is already, he's only 30. Will Ospreay can go to AEW for five years and he has his entire career ahead of him. Mm. Okada isn't old, but he is mid-30s at this point, maybe 36, 37. He has less time than Will Ospreay. Uh, Nakamura came to WWE around the same time when he was 37 too. And obviously, you know, he's not a top guy. Okada would need to be, like to me, like the guy on SmackDown. But he's mm. also just not a promo guy either. He would need a mouthpiece, and that's not impossible. I just, I just don't see it happening. I think that would be a big risk. I feel like... It's a big risk for him to go to WWE. Could it pay off? Maybe if they utilize them properly. Mm-hmm. Do I expect it? No. They just don't have a great track record with Japanese talent. I mean, I know Asuka and Nakamura have done well, but even Nakamura wasn't the star that people thought he would be when he won the fucking Rumble five years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't want Okada and WWE to be working with Dominic Mysterio on Raw. Like The guy would have to be a top, top talent, dude. And uh, in AEW, he would have a better shot at that. But again, AEW just has so many fucking people. And as someone who's seen Okada in New Japan, do I want to see him move out of New Japan? Yeah, I think I feel like Yao grew them a while ago. He's done everything there is to do there five times over. It's time for him to move on. But I don't know if he wants to move like his entire life to the States. And if he's in AEW, he can stay in Japan. Mm-hmm. But again, the case, the issue with going to AEW is they already have so many people. They already signed Jay White and, and Will Ospreay from New Japan. They bring in another top star from New Japan. Will he be booked in the same way that they are? I don't yeah. know. They already have a lot of people as it is. So mm. it, it's it's kind of hard to say. Um, but I think ultimately he'll stay in Japan. Would I like to see him elsewhere? I would. But I don't know if that's going to happen. My last question, uh, Graham, uh, staying on, on Okada real quick because uh, my boy Kaz, who does the Ringo Wrestling, you know, I've seen his um, latest episode. And the main question we had 
40 minutes ago was like, what do you do with Randy Orton at WrestleMania? And he was like, if, if he was fantasy booking this, he would bring in Okada and then you have Okada against Randy Orton at WrestleMania. I feel like that'd be amazing. They're not going to do it, but I feel like that would be amazing. Though. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, Okada, he's Randy not Orton. coming to WWE. No. I just, I just, I just don't see it. I really don't. I do not think he would. It would be listen. Never say never in wrestling, especially with what we've seen in the last couple of months alone, dude. I'm True. not saying it's impossible. I think it's a lot more unlikely than Punk coming to WWE. Mm-hmm. I just, I do. I just, I feel like. I don't know. I just feel like he knows it would be a risk and it would also just not be worth uprooting his entire life to the U.S. I feel like he already has the built-in exposure with AEW. So for a lot of people, the New Japan talent specifically, going to AEW is a safe bet. Do I think it's the best bet? Not yeah. always. Not really. I feel like Jay White should have gone to WWE, but he's done well in AEW, so I can't really complain. Will Ospreay, would have, again, I would have loved to have seen him in WWE, but you know it is what it mm. is. He doesn't want to move and whatever and AEW, he'll be a star too. He can be their star because he's he's young enough to be that guy. Right. Um, but Okada, I would like to see him in WWE. I just I don't know if they would use him right, and I don't even know if he would want to. But yeah. him and Orton would be would be a great match though. I think. Mm. So as we stand on December fifth, right now we have no official matches for the Rumble. That's another month and a half from now. In our minds, we have two matches with Roman and Cody and Seth and, and Punk. Uh, and they got four months to fill that out, but um, there's there's no other matches you feel right now. If you had if you had the book, that you can say confidently, you know, I think this match is going to happen at either Rumble or or WrestleMania. Honestly, Mania for me, I feel like a lot of the matches do already book themselves. I mean, the Orton one is up in the air. I feel like him and Nick Aldis would be great because he RKO'd him on SmackDown. I feel like I feel like that was just a one night thing that wasn't yeah. like a to set up a match, but I would do that honestly in Mania. They don't have anything else for Orton unless it's Orton and Solo, which is very possible. Um, I would do Orton okay. and all this. As far, as far as the matches that are conf- I'm like confident that they'll do, Jimmy and Jay, mm. Jay is just a 10 times bigger star than Jimmy is right now, so it's not even a match that really excites me, but it's a match they've been building towards and it makes sense. So that match, Rhea and Becky is obviously where they're going. Um, Bailey and EO, if not Bailey, EO and with Bianca and Charlotte in a four way or a throw or three different matches, Becky, Rhea, EO, Bailey, or a triple throw with Dakota Kai, but I wouldn't put Dakota in there mm-hmm. and, uh, Charlotte and Bianca one-on-one non-title. Cause I don't know if we've had a singles non-title match of mania in a long time. That wasn't like bras or panties or something dumb like that. Like an actual singles match of mania between two women. Yeah. I haven't had it. In a long time, if ever. So that was like a regular, actual match and nothing bullshit. So I would do that match. Um, Punk and I'm going to say Punk and Rollins is the safe bet for what we have. I mean, who thought we would be saying that a month ago? But Punk and Rollins is the safe bet, I think, for the World Heavyweight title. Um, if Gunter is not winning the Rumble and isn't going for the World Heavyweight Championship in Mania, I feel like him facing and losing finally the Intercontinental Championship to Chad Gable to me makes sense. Do that at WrestleMania. Um, Roman and Cody obviously LA Knight and Logan Paul for the United States championship. I would book that as well. Hmm. And um, I don't know about everyone else. I don't know about Sammy or KO or drew. I'm not really sure, Um, but that's a lot of matches. And I feel like a lot of those are going to probably take place. 
You can follow Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant. Again, great work for both Bleacher Report and Fan Society Daily DDT. Find myself, Rainy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music and YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe. All that good stuff, show some love, support for your boys on the program also on tiktok at two out of three falls pod uh graham matthew always a, always a pleasure man thank you appreciate it appreciate it rainy i'll talk to you in a, on the next one all right man take it easy you do on the